0: Welcome aboard, either by accident or on purpose, if you've found Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we ask people to explode into their lives rather than tiptoe into it. We ask people to open their eyes and be aware, to walk through their life with their eyes wide open rather than with their eyes wide shut. We ask you to have the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try, perhaps a few little sprinkles of pixie dust of each and you're on your way welcome aboard let the adventure begin i'm jim ellermeyer i'm a behavioral health therapist and today i'm joined by miss natalie Ben Zavanga, what a beautiful name. Uh, Perhaps you've, uh, for followers of the program, we've had Miss Natalie on in the past and is an absolutely fascinating person who has much to share. Well, Miss Natalie, what do you remember about our last visits?
1: (laughs) I really enjoyed our last conversations and I felt like I just learned so much just by talking with you personally, so that was always a nice thing to experience with someone. But the last time I think we talked, we were, we were just about leaving off of, uh, with my journey moving forward with the Post-Gazette, which that's been five years now. How about that? It's kind of amazing.
0: Amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot of people out there that ask, gee, where did time go? I know. Where did summer go? They ask in September, where did summer go? Uh, are you is, is it Christmas already? Uh, <laughs> is Thanksgiving? Is the day over? Uh, do you ever think like that? Do you ever have people say?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And and I know it's going to sound cliche, but I do think that the older I get, the faster time seems to move. And it, maybe it's because I'm just busier or have my focus on things. Or maybe when you're a kid, you're just more aware of the present moment. What you know? did you just say? More more aware of the present uh, moment. Okay. Yeah.
0: So perhaps we uh, discussed the difference between an expert's mind and a beginner's mind. Mm. Have, you seen a, uh, have you seen a horse race? Have you seen a professional horse race? I have. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So what are they? They're thoroughbreds. Yes. They're magnificent yes. animals, and they can do one thing, and they can do it well. Right. However, what do they have over their eyes? The blinders. Blinders, right. That's
1: why I didn't really enjoy the <laughs> horse race. So that's an expert's <laughs> mind. When yeah. you're
0: focused in one direction, most experts are willful rather than willing, okay?
1: Oh, yeah. So,
0: so have you ever been around a three- or four-year-old child, and they see something Mm-hmm. What do they look like?
1: Oh, I mean, they're they're just so transfixed and they're overwhelmed. And then if they want what they see, talk about willful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's an emotional mind. So we could talk about that at, at some length also.
1: <laughs> However,
0: they look at everything with wonder. Exactly. And
1: joy. Yes. That's why I think it's fun when you you know, have children around you or you have somebody around you that hasn't had an experience that you've already had because so then you get to re that. So when do we that.
0: lose that? When do we lose that beginner's mind?
1: I don't know because I don't feel as though I have in in a certain sense, but I think specifically with what I do and I think with a lot of people, you're living in the future all the time. You know, we all have our calendars and our, our uh, planners and... You know, we already have things packed in for the summer and the fall and next winter. And so you're constantly thinking about the next thing. And sometimes you do just forget to take that moment where you're at right now and just be where you're at. And I think the phones make that worse, personally. Well,
0: of all the substances on earth that people abuse, time is perhaps the oh, worst one.
1: 100%.
0: How many times do we say phrases like, I don't have enough time?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh, I'm sorry I didn't get back to you. I didn't have the time. Or right. I wish I had more time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. So do you believe time travel has been invented, Natalie? Do you believe that there is a machine that you and I could go back?
1: No. Okay. But- I, I don't I don't think that should ever be invented, <laughs> <laughs> so actually, actually,
0: most people Natalie have frequent flyer miles to the past and the future That's true brief layovers in the present,
1: mm. so
0: for some folks who've perhaps listened to this show in the past. Uh, we do a time-traveling exercise. Would you care to do a time-traveling exercise? Sure. Okay. So I know we have to hold these microphones, so we'll just kind of pretend But you can do this. So close your eyes, and let's imagine that when we're living in the past, we're living in resentment or Mm. frustration Mm -hmm. or anger or sorrow or remorse or self-pity. We're thinking about things I wish I would have done Mm -hmm. or what I wish I would not have done. Right things i wish i would have said or thinking i things i wish i would not have said and that past natalie becomes a tar pit and we bring that pain of the past right with us into the present carrying around those stones so normally i ask people to hold up their right hands then and i say okay when we're living in the future normally we're living in anxiety and we're living in worry and underlying all that is fear Fear is a fundamental emotion. It's a corroding thread that goes throughout our lives. So perhaps by allowing us to help people help themselves by sharing the message, sharing that experience of yours, we can help people understand that they can turn that past into experience and wisdom. Not only to help themselves, Natalie, to help others, which is incredibly important so we turn that future into goals and ambitions goals and ambitions are accomplished by action and effort in the present okay it's when we try to live up to unrealistic expectations of others or unrealistic expectations we place on ourselves that we end up in depression and so at this point I and you can open your eyes Natalie what I usually do is ask people to put their hands in the middle of their chest put one of your hands in the middle of your chest and what organ of your body is your hand near
1: my heart yeah <laughs>
0: so at this point I'll say is your heart beating in the present yes <laughs> is it a beating in the past No, is it beating in the future? No, when's the only time it can be beating? Right now. When what time is it always? It's always the present. And where are you at? Right. I'm right here. Mm -hmm. It's right now. Where Mm. else could you be? Right. So we talked about Mm. the we talked about that positive self talk, Mm
1: -hmm. and we
0: talked about saying to yourself, "I'm right here. It's right now. What's right in front of me."
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Gluing you, shackling yourself to the present. I'm right here, it's right now. So sometimes we, when your phone is funky or your computer doesn't exactly work right or the printer or whatever, and before you call the text, what's the first, if you do, what's the first thing they're going to ask you to do? The first thing a tech will ask you to do if your phone's not working right or your, Printer's not working exactly correct to your computer, they're going to ask you to reboot it, aren't they?
1: Oh, yeah. They're going to
0: ask you to reset it. Uh huh. So, we can't, well, what we do, we ask people to reset themselves. I think everyone
1: can use a little bit of a reset. So,
0: one, <laughs> of, one of the ways that we help people reset themselves is we ask them to close their eyes. Close your eyes, Natalie. Close your eyes as tightly as you can. Okay. And then when I ask you to open your eyes open your eyes and imagine that's the first time you've ever seen anything the first time you well, my gosh it'd be me uh, <laughs> so that's the idea when you open your eyes and imagine you've never oh, ever seen before yeah. or hold your breath mm-hmm. and then take that first breath and imagine that's the mm-hmm. first breath of air you've ever taken yeah mm. or Your ears, plug your ears and then take them out and imagine that's the first sound you've ever heard. Mm -hmm. That's the way to reset yourself. At least we suggest that.
1: I think that's a great idea. You can do that anytime you want to. Yeah.
0: You can do it in an elevator.
1: Yeah, that's why I like it because it's accessible. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this time
0: traveling is is a big deal. So people only have so much time and they only have so much energy. Right. So tell us about how... I really – I'm in wonder and awe of your accomplishments and what you do every day. It's so great that you found time for us. So tell us how you divvy up your time.
1: Yeah. You know, I have always been very organized. I think that's something that has served me well. And time management is something that I feel like I'm pretty good at. And um, having just self-discipline makes a big difference in terms of being able to accomplish all the things that you want. But I always try to make time – like I like to do yoga – I think that there are certain things, you know, I hear people say to me a lot, well, I don't have time to work out or I don't have time. But you, for me, if you don't have time to do something that can center you physically or spiritually or, you know, psychologically, it does trickle into how you're able to then spend the rest of your day's time, so to speak. So for me, you know, I do yoga usually every morning, whether I go to a class or whether I do it at home. And it's just a way for me to center myself. I'm not looking at my phone, I, I get to meditate, I get to stretch my body, I get to strengthen my body. and all of those things then help me get prepared for my day. So whatever your rituals are, you do need, I think, certain things that help you center yourself and 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 get you focused for the rest of your day. Because oftentimes when I'm meditating, Not only am I clearing my mind, but then I can really hone in and focus on what it is I'm looking to do or what energy am I looking to bring to myself that day? Am I looking for balance? Do I need just, you know, quiet time? What do I need? And it helps me kind of figure that out. And
0: your answer to people who come to you and say, gee, those are beautiful, fancy words, Natalie. I don't have time to do that.
1: Right. I'm a busy person too. I think we all decide how we want to spend time and we, you know... I'm not negating people's lives or their situations, you know, people have families, but you're making choices on how you choose to spend those moments. I love those words. Yeah.
0: Right in the moment, what's your favorite color, Natalie?
1: Oh, right now it's purple. Purple. Cool. (laughs)
0: Okay. So what would a shape that would mean something to you right now? Uh, Shape of a star, heart, triangle, diamond, flag, whatever. What would be a shape?
1: We'll go with a, um, a heart. A heart. Okay.
0: So let's imagine that you have these purple hearts, okay? Mm-hmm. And what are you born with but time? That's it. Right. Okay. So... Let's imagine that you have a bag full of these purple hearts on your hip, and they're just not Crayola crayon color Mm -hmm. purple hearts, okay? They're sparkling, and they're luminescent, and they're flowing, and they're alive. So let's imagine that this is your time. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. every time you reach into that bag of yours and take an action whatever you do, you're actually spending that time like currency. That's right. There are no refunds, even if you have a receipt. It's not Walmart. They won't give you a gift card. So would you walk down the streets of Pittsburgh burning $20 bills? No, oh, no. Would you would you drive on the parkway throwing fifties out the window? Certainly not. Okay. But have you ever seen anybody saying, What are you doing? I'm wasting time. Oh, just mm-hmm. wasting time. What are you mm-hmm. you're doing is? Oh, it's a time killer. Yeah. Okay. Could you imagine when you're what you're saying is so you're choosing to spend the most mm. valuable possession you have, right? and that's your time.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, we do waste a lot of time worrying about time, if that makes any sense, instead of just getting things done. Because, you know, I'm somebody that I, I definitely think more about the future than the past, and I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just, that's just how I kind of function. And so I'm always trying to think of my future self. Well, if I do all of this now, then tomorrow I'm going to have three hours that I can play with that I wouldn't have if I mess around and don't get done what I need to get done. And so for me, that that's always been a way for me to sort of, give myself back time, right? Sort of reward myself with blocks of time, that then I can just do what I feel like doing. And sometimes that's literally nothing.
0: And that might be the best investment of your time right at that moment.
1: Yeah. Instead of procrastinating on things that need to get done regardless and then causing myself stress, (laughs) just do them and then enjoy, you know, watching Netflix for an hour the next day. (laughs) Absolutely. So,
0: The idea is most, I'm sure that you've met people, and perhaps you've done this yourself, I certainly have, they live their life on wishes and hopes and waiting for something to happen.
1: Yeah, and I don't understand that because I'm, look, (laughs) if you want something to happen, you better do something to make it happen. I don't know people that have made things happen because they wished for it or thought about it hard enough. I think you have to think about what you want and I think your thoughts turn into words and your words turn into actions and actions turn into habits and that's how you get things done. But to suggest that, you know, oh, why can't anything ever happen for me? And it's like, you know, I've had people say that to me and, and you know, I wish I could do this. Well, you could. You're just not doing it. So you there's, know.
0: A, there's a story that we tell to illustrate this, and I usually use it at rehabs, is there was a person who prayed to win the lottery every day, mm-hmm. <laughs> sweat blood. Nothing ever happened. Right. So they got so angry that they went out to the sky and they yelled, God, why won't you let me win the lottery? And God called back down and says, could you meet me halfway and at least buy a ticket? Exactly. So the, <laughs>
1: exactly. So the
0: idea is yes. action and effort.
1: Act- action and effort and positive thinking. You know, I think to get anything accomplished, I really believe it starts with the thoughts of it. But those are like the little seeds and you have to grow them. And those are, those are through your words and then your actions. And you know, it's been funny because when I started, I used to think a lot about what I wanted, but when I started expressing it to people and actually saying it, then I noticed what I wanted other people thought that was a good idea too. And then it sort of helped me build the confidence to then start to say, okay, now how do I, now that I'm talking about it, well, then now this person is is coming back to me saying, oh, remember we talked about that? Well, X, Y, and Z, that, they might be able to help you do that. So it, it's one of those things that, you know, we talk about how thoughts can manifest, but they, and they do, but it's through your actions, through your actual words and deeds.
0: Well, when you think of the term abracadabra, what do you think of?
1: I mean, magic. Magic. It makes something
0: <laughs> appear, right? Right. So it's actually a real word. It comes from the Bible's Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's Aramaic. And roughly what it translates into is what I speak, I create.
1: I create yes. what I speak. Yes. So
0: when we tell people that, hey, we're going to make some magic happen,
1: mm. it's not- I love
0: that. It's not, ta-da.
1: Right. It's,
0: Okay. It's you creating that in your own head and having some positive self-talk. Abracadabra. (laughs) Actually, later this month, I'm going down to Florida to see my tattoo guy. And that's the next one.
1: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Where do you think you're going to get it? uh
0: i thought about putting it on my forearm but I, I think i want to put it across my chest
1: well there you go mm-hmm. keep it close hey
0: <laughs> you know yeah. it's, it's it's you do what am i waiting for natalie
1: exactly
0: so what happens when people come up to you and say gene i wish i had a column in the post gazette Gee, i wish i was uh out like you were huh? what you, do you say to them
1: well it's it, and people do say things like that to me and and I think people have this idea that this just happened. But I've been in this industry for 10 years now. And it's been, you know, two steps forward, one step back, a door opens, and then three slam. I mean, it, people don't see it's like it, that, that that statement, you know, she was an overnight success 25 years in the making, right? <laughs> and that's, a, that's a true thing. And And I think people don't See all of the hard work and the time and the energy and the effort that's put into making things happen because I'm just like a firm believer that if I want to make something happen, then I have to get the ball rolling. I can't wait for someone else to, you know, help me out. That's not how the world works. That's not how people work. But I do believe that once you start on a path that you're energized and you're passionate and you're excited about, that energy that you start giving off people are attracted to it and then they want to know what you're doing and then they become energized and then you can activate them too to then help further whatever that goal is. So I do think there is something to be said for, you know, sort of not fake it till you make it but but create the mindset that you want other people to feel as though you've already done it because then it starts to come closer to you.
0: And how do you handle the jealousy? How do you handle the people who look to be offended?
1: You know, I never think anybody's jealous of me. And my mother, you know, she used to say to me, Natalie, of course, of course I see it. I see it. But I don't see it. And I think that's part of just my personality is I choose not to see that. What did you say to say? I choose. Okay. Um, because I don't really see how it serves me to worry about what other people if they've got a voodoo doll out of me or something and they're sticking pins in it. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not really focused on them. I'm I'm really focused on um the work i'm doing the the energy i'm trying to create and the people that are being supportive around me i'd rather create um a bigger family in that capacity and uplift those people than worry about negative people but but people do come up to me in the community i always say i get a performance review every day because um they think that they, they know you you know they read your work and they see you on the, you know on tv sometimes or on your web show or on the podcasts and they think that they you know know you and so and it's fine and, and I knew that when I signed up for this but sometimes when you actually do get somebody that has negative things to say to you and you introduce yourself and you start talking I find that it's not that hard to win people over and then they recognize usually by the end of the conversation it's oh I didn't think you'd be like this <laughs> and so I, you know I guess my grandma always says kill them with kindness you're so, approachable yeah I try to keep it pretty real I mean we're well, just people
0: there are seven billion people on the planet Right. We can't expect everyone
1: to like us. Oh, no. Yeah, you have to let that go.
0: (laughs) Human beings seem to be of a peculiar mindset that we'll walk past 10 solid relationships and we'll pursue that one. This person who maybe is indifferent to us or doesn't like us. Yeah. We'll want to make that work.
1: Yeah. And I think that's our ego though. I think that's not our higher self talking. I think that's our, our, you know, our ego saying, oh, oh, well, I need to be the best. I need to be the most lovable. Everybody needs to like me. (sighs) That's, I'm too tired to play that ego game with myself anymore. (laughs) I used to be a you know really consumed with that when I was younger especially when I started in media not understanding how you really aren't going to get everybody to like you and most of the negative things people say about you aren't based in any reality there's a big difference between a negative comment and constructive criticism constructive criticism I'm fine with but negativity it's like there's that's silly I don't need to you know consume myself with that so, so I don't read comments. So Mark,
0: <laughs> good for you. That's
1: no so, no point. <laughs> so
0: Marcus Aurelius said that we really can't let the deeds of others stain our clothing. How do wow. you handle that?
1: You know, that's, that's a really good point because I am out in the community a lot. And so I do feel a lot of energy at me all the time, you know, and, and it's easy to get wrapped up in it, whether it makes you feel kind of high and euphoric or whether you leave feeling kind of dragged down. When I was in grad school – studying social work one of my teachers who worked in a jail she said something that i use that has helped me a lot and it's a visualization and she said whenever she would leave j- the jail from work and it was you know having work with that group of women it was very challenging and, and sad and tough when she'd leave she'd pretend she was walking through a waterfall until she got to her car and mm. then she said and then i felt cleansed wow and i thought that's that cool yeah, at the time I was like, well, that's kooky because <laughs> I was young and I didn't get it. And then when I started working in the field, I started trying it and I realized, oh my gosh, this woman is so brilliant because it really did work because water is such a cleansing thing, right? That we all mentally, I think we when we're in the shower, you know, we we have clarity of thought. We feel better after we get out of a shower. So the idea of walking through a waterfall as you're leaving something stressful to me, it works really well. And even if it's not stressful, um, if I'm at a 10 energy-wise and I come home to my husband and he's relaxing watching TV and I come in like on a manic high, you know, sometimes that's not the best way to approach someone that's unwinding from their day either. So walking through that waterfall regardless helps kind of, once again, reset and recenter me so then I can approach the next person or the next situation with ease.